Welcome to episode 29 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 29 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How are you going, John? I'm sensational. Sensational. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last week we had Dakota Super Special, and this week what do we got? This week we've got Dakota Super Special Part 2. Part 2. We've got given a bit of grief, and the reason we did it, we wanted to start building the, oh, anticipation. Building the anticipation, building the excitement. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, if we'd done it uh, this week, you know, some people would have gone to Kona and they wouldn't have got all those tips, they would have missed out yeah. on the inter- free internet. Ruined their so, race, uh, and, yeah. Yeah, and they would have been gutted. So we know, we, we saved some lives out there. We really did. And uh, <laughs> So anyway, in this week's show, we've got uh, our news for the week. We've got a news happening, which is kind of interesting. We're website of the week. Hot topic for the week, and it was a biggie this week. Last week we had a shocker, and this week we've had a sensational week, so that's kind of cool. Age group of the week, high five. What was the high five for the week? How to survive an earthquake. <laughs> how to survive an earthquake. <laughs> uh, product review centre, we may get in. It depends how long we go for and uh, questions and answers. We've got quite a few questions and answers for this week's show. And? And? We just did an interview. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we got, had an interview with um, Lewis, I can't remember his last name. Vargas. Him, Vargas. From, um, he's from Mark Allen Online. He's a coach on Mark Allen Online. He actually helped Mark Allen set it up, um, and eGrip or whatever they call themselves. And so he's over in Kona at the moment with a few of this, uh, his athletes, and he's doing the race himself. And so... We basically got on, talked to him for about 15, 15 minutes about what's happening over there and what happened with the earthquake and, uh, oh yeah, it was riveting. Riveting stuff riveting and he's stuff. given us a few little tips and uh, and some hot hot picks. So we had a little chat with him. That's exciting to Get the inside word on that earthquake. So anyway, <laughs> the news this week. There was an earthquake in Kona, did you hear? I did, hear. <laughs> sounded like quite a ripper. It was a ripper. You were here in the interview when we talked to Lewis and uh, he was saying that one of the things that was really different about the earthquake was the length of it that... You know, most of the time he's experienced earthquakes that make it for two or three seconds, whereas this one was going for around about 15 seconds, which mm. is quite a long time when the world's shaking. It was, uh, it, was it was big news over here as well. I mean, uh, you know, we had interviews with Cameron Brown on the radio and, mm. and uh, it did make the news. So, you know, it sounded like it was a bit of a scare. Uh, they evacuated the hospitals, um, things fell down in people's places. I was speaking to one of my athletes over there this morning. He said there would be broken windows in the, the hotel. So, yep. fair old shake. And apparently you can't uh, go and ride the back half of the course out around Harvey they've had quite a few slips so it sounds like it's all going to smooth itself out by race day but uh obviously a bit of a bit of a blip there and a little bit of a scare so uh yeah hope all you kind of people are still surviving and what would have happened if it happened on race day would they have to stop the race wouldn't they would have thought so yeah, yeah. i don't know that would have been that would have been great goss yeah um triathlon mag uh triathlete mag website they're doing up their website yeah, well, I just went on there the other day. That's actually where I found the breaking news. Breaking the news. Breaking news of the earthquake. Oh, uh, and they've, they've, up, they've updated it, and it looks like they've kind of uh, jumped the gun a little bit. There's lots of blank sections. It looks looks heaps better than what it does than what it did. Yep. Um, but it looks like they may have jumped the gun. Maybe they were trying to get it out before um, before Kona. We've got lots of ads on there for LASIK for eye, for laser eye surgery, and we might actually get my wife on here one day because she does uh, laser surgery. And uh, she's uh, the optometrist or a laser surgeon who does LASIK, and we can maybe give people a few tips. Oh, Bevan, look at that. Oh, dear. What um, oh, no. How are you in this? <laughs> Bevan's made a technical error here, but life will go on. We should survive. Oh, no, okay. 20's okay. That's okay. 
Yeah, we're just talking the, the tempo. Yeah, yeah, that gives us an hour six. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We are a triathlon professional organisation. They get together in Kona, mm. and uh, so basically the triathlon organisation uh, was, was old Olaf, who we talked to a while yeah. ago, and, and this is a key time for them because we, we've discussed it's the only time of the year when you get uh, pretty much all the top pros together, yeah. and uh, and it's going to be down to them whether they want to make a statement and whether they really want to make this organisation work, and uh, so hopefully for Olaf's sake and for for the sort of the the sake of professional triathletes to come they can get a bit of uh bit of sort of yeah bit of a bit of a group movement there but uh it's tough you know everybody's individual they're, they're looking after their own needs so whether they can see the the big picture is going to be the big question well hopefully they can because it's one of those things where <clears throat> unless you can get some big names backing it mm. it's never really going to work is it and so <clears throat> excuse me um so hopefully olive's got the you know he, he's got the contacts and the people know about it and it's just a matter of whether those really big guns can, uh, yep. you know, they're all making good money, but whether they can see where the things are coming from and, and uh, you know. And it's one of those hard things as well. Like if you're like a Ken Brown, one of, you know, um, Chris McCormick, I mean, um, if you're one of those top guys, you know, you are at that point where you're kind of getting the fruits of your labor. Yeah. And so you don't really need to think about that so much, whereas this, what they're doing now is more of the work for the future. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a challenge, but I bring it on. If any of you pros are out there listening, Contact Olaf and get down there. I'm sure they're all listening. Yeah. Um, uh, Eagle Men's already sold out. Yeah, so it's only a 70.3. Wow, so this trend seems to be keep on going, doesn't it? It does. Anything with Iron Man on it seems to be making gold. Yeah. So uh, if, you, if you were planning on doing Eagle Man, tough titties. Yeah, again, we talked about it a while ago about if you're going to do a race, register. And you know what I did today, John? You signed I up. I my first race as a pro. Oh. oh, I was excited. I was told I was my mum. She was proud of me. Oh, your credit um, card's not going to be so proud of you. You'll have to see that big yeah, five or six hundred bucks coming off. It was. Mm. I'm in New Zealand, so that's New Zealand dollars. I'm not sure what it costs for an international athlete, but so it was pretty exciting. I thought today I'm going to get up this morning and I entered it. And I thought now yeah, I'm, I'm committed. You're doing so it. I'm doing it. And that's one of the things. If you if you are doing an Ironman, you've got to commit pretty early, and then it just it gets, gives you that little extra motivation yeah. to get out the door. Well, I think yeah. that is you've just got to do it to make sure you're going to get yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, general kind of discussion. Do we? Do you think we want to put the interview in now? Well, uh, yeah, we okay. can uh, slot the interview in there. Okay, and so, um, so we had a bit of a chat with uh, Lewis. Lewis, <laughs> and uh, he's just given us a little lowdown on what's going on over there. We we talked about our picks last week. You know, we're we're gunning for Cameron Brown. Yeah. Um, Chappelle wasn't happy with that. He, he wasn't. Couldn't believe that we didn't have old. Uh, who was Stadler. It? Stadler, who's that guy? I can't even remember. Yeah. So, uh, so Lewis is giving us uh, giving us his thoughts, and and the whole Kona theme is going to build through the show because this is the Kona oh, Super Special Part two. two. Okay, so here we go. Here is uh, Lewis right now. Okay. Okay, guys. So uh, we have Lewis Vargas here from. He's actually from Mark Allen Online eGrip, and uh, he's over in Kona at the moment. He's competing this weekend in the Ironman. Plus, he's got. I think he's a coach as well, so he's got. I think he's saying he's got thirty athletes. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, so um, so he's over there and having the experience at the moment. So we thought we'd get in contact with him and kind of find out what's happening over in the big Kona state. How, how was that earthquake yesterday, Lewis, or the day before? Uh, it was a little scary because um, it lasted quite a bit. I, I had been involved in smaller quakes, but they last just a couple of seconds. But this one seemed to kind of like go on and on and on to the point that people started screaming and, I was actually registering for a 10K, 5K, that is a charity run here in Kona. And I was about to get my my race shirt when it happened. And uh, people that 
everybody was warming up and you know like before the race and started screaming and I actually hung on to a palm tree just to make <laughs> sure I wasn't going anywhere. Really? So it was really powerful, was it? Yeah, it was uh, 6.6 on the Richter scale, which is uh, you know pretty. It's the biggest one here in something like 50 years. Oh wow! Something like that. Yeah, it shook things quite a bit. And um, what's but, what's sort of happened since then? Because I, I was uh, I was talking to some other athletes, and they said that the road out to to Harvey has been uh, closed. Has that been reopened now? Um, I don't think it's been open to. Uh, as far as I know, but I'm sure that it's not going to be a problem for race day. Uh, it might be a problem for training right now this week, but you know they can always fix the roads fairly quick. Or worse comes to worse, I think they might put like you know some boards and little some cones to slow people down to get over it. So I don't think it will be a big problem. Okay. Was there any uh, damage to to like the infrastructure, like buildings and stuff like that? Yeah, I think that the buildings that uh, were cement and or um, or brick had the most damage um, things like the hospital and the big hotels that are supposed to be the, the more uh, stable structures but when they get shaken up this much you know you get cracks mm-hmm. where for example the condo that I live is all wood and sheetrock so kind of you know, we have mm-hmm. absolute zero damage mm-hmm. Wow. Oh well, we hope hope all that uh, settles down for you. Was was just was lastly, were there any injuries or like you know casual not casualties obviously, but like injuries from you the know amazing, I, amazingly enough that there's like there was nobody died and there was like nobody even called for an emergency like wow. you know come get me or anything like the civil defense got on the radio and they said they haven't had one call they haven't had to go anywhere for anything the only oh. thing that happened. And the reason why there's ambulances and stuff was because they had to evacuate all the patients from the hospital. Right. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. the hospital had some damage. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of patients there and, and, and the elderly and things like that. So actually they, they got evacuated by plane and ambulance and everything. So that's what that was about. But nobody was hurt by it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So- so obviously, looking forward to the race. What's the um, the word on the street? Is is who's looking really hot this year in terms of the pro athletes? Um, I think that uh, given that you know Peter Reed's not racing, he retired, and Tim DeBoom is uh, was looking actually pretty sharp this year. But obviously, the line between fitness and injury is a very thin one. He uh, he at a stress fracture, so he's out. Um, you know, you can never bet against the current champion. So mm-hmm. He definitely won. But I think Chris McCormack might, it might just be the year that he can uh, challenge for the lead towards the end. So um, I, I, I divide the race into a year that is windy and a year that is not windy. Yeah. Uh, years that are windy really favorite strong strong cyclists so if you get really windy conditions out there i think um you know stadler will have another chance yeah because that's what he needs if, if, if the conditions are not really windy then more packs form and the bike is shorter yeah and he can't he can't get quite a lead so i think that's kind of how i divide the race i mean it's always going to be hot you know 
but uh, today is super windy. Is it really? And yesterday was perfect. Yeah, yesterday was perfect. So <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Um, is what, what's the heat like at the moment? I was reading there may be rain. Is has it been much rain or? Uh, yeah, I was. I've been here since Wednesday, and <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday it was very rainy and cool and very uh, unlike Kona. Then Saturday it was it was nice, and yesterday it was fairly nice, and today is uh, is hot and windy. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I done this race uh, five times, and I know never to know never to. Yeah. Try to, yeah, you get what you're given, don't you? Yeah. And how's your own preparations gone for the race? Um, I, uh, I'm not as fit as I used to be, and I'm older and I'm fatter. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> but I, <laughs> but but I'm smarter. So I think that you know, all these years of coaching have taught me quite a bit that I wish I knew ten years ago. But. Uh, so I just have to try to, you know, outsmart people out there and, uh, and and do a little better than I think I can do. On on the side here, oh, you keep okay. going. You keep going. Yeah, I just I, I'd be happy with anything under eleven hours. That would be good for me. You know, yeah. ten something. On the side here, um, you know, being the coach of thirty athletes here, how do you find managing that? You know, because you've obviously got a lot of people with a lot of demands on you, and you know, you're trying to do that in your own Ironman race. How do you find doing that? Um, I think that they're kind of giving me a little bit of a break. Uh, <laughs> they know I'm racing too. Uh, it's not too bad. Um, I we we prepare them well ahead of time with you know with phone calls and email, and then we have a couple of group group gather gatherings, and then tomorrow morning we're gonna have breakfast with all of them, and we'll go over any last minute type of situations, yeah. have an open question and answer. So. Then we're going to have a, a group swim on Wednesday morning, and then we'll talk about positioning and you know what to expect and things like that. But uh, I think it will be okay. You know, I think people—they're all excited to see me out there. So <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Given you ha given you have raced a few times, have you got any uh, just a couple of tips for maybe first timers on on what to expect? Uh for sure. Um, I think if, you, if you're a first-timer here, um, there's a couple of things. There's general things on Ironman racing is that, is that you, can, you might not have a perfect race, but you can race it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that you always have something that you didn't quite prepare for that mm -hmm. happens. Very rarely you have a day where nothing happens. And... And then what you have to do is you have to relax and you have to sort of think it out and and you can pretty much overcome the majority of the things that happen out there, whether it's energy, whether it's a little bit of low, whether it's, um, you know, even cramping, you know, you, you can take salt tablets and you can slow down a little bit. Uh, there's so many things that can happen. You know, you can get a penalty, you can... Uh, Equipment. Yeah, there's a, a lot of equipment, and even with even with equipment, you know, there's a roving van that uh, comes around. So even so, DNFing is actually pretty tough. But uh, in this race, mm. it's like one of the highest, you know, percentage of finishes mm. uh, of yeah. all the races. Um, pretty good support, and 
he's got to stay calm. He's, I, I, I call the an Ironman like a like a hard training session. It's, I mean, I have I have done training sessions that are way harder than the actual race. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the interesting elements. Do um, are you, are you seeing many of the pros out and about? Yeah, um, let's see if I've seen Luke Bell. I've seen him a couple of times. McCormack, I've seen once. Uh, Stadler, I see all the time. <laughs> he likes to hang out at the coffee shop. <laughs> Actually, I remember that when I was here as well. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, seen uh, on the women. I've seen Michaeli Jones. Um, Heather Fuhrer looks pretty fit. Um, what else have I seen? Um, what's um, the Peter Reed's ex-wife? Laurie Bowden. Yeah, Bowden, yeah. She looks extremely thin. I don't know whether that's good or bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it could be good, it could be bad. But, you know, she, she just had a baby, so there's all kinds of things that happen with that. So, I mean, she might be yep. on for a good race. But she needs a, she needs a fast course on the bike, I think. Mm. Yeah. And she would be one of those that can win on a fast day. Yeah. And as... Is Mark Allen over there this year? Is Mark Allen... Mark Allen here? Kona, yeah. Is he doing any work there this year? Yeah, he's going to be here any minute. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's arriving this morning from the from the mainland. Oh, well, you'll have to help us uh, do an interview with him at some stage. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, Lewis, well, thanks for your time, mate. Um, good luck on the weekend. Good luck for us. We'll be keeping our eye out for you and uh, mention your results in the show next week. And uh, hopefully you can have a great race yeah. yourself and all your athletes, you know, good luck to all your athletes who are doing the race. Obviously, having 30 athletes here is a, a, good, a pretty good achievement. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks for your time and uh, have a good time in Kona and hopefully no more earthquakes, especially during the race. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for having me. And if I can... If you guys want to track a little bit of what's going on, uh, I write a little blog every day. Yeah, I saw that. Actually, what's your blog? What's the email address or the website? Um, basically, you go to markellenonline.com and look under coaches and look my name, and you get a little profile. And right on the profile, it says read his blog. So okay. If you, nice. if you go there, you can read it. And I, I I'll put a link on, it. on our website to it. Yeah. So then, and Mark Allen is going to have a blog, and he only does it for about a week. <laughs> so you get a. Yeah. <laughs> so this is he only does a vlog for 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 six days. He gets bored quickly. <laughs> so you can also catch what his thoughts are and his favorites and so forth and so on. Cool. Well, thanks thanks for your time and uh, good luck and we'll catch up with you soon. Oh, it didn't do that thing then. Um, I guess we've got some races. We actually got some races on this weekend. We have. What's it so about the Great Floridian. Floridian. So, what's the Great Floridian? What is Great it? Great Floridian is an Ironman distance race. Yep. Funnily enough, it's in Florida, um, being called the Great Floridian. Well, and uh, they have, they have a, a series of races there, so they have you not. You are a Floridian. <laughs> yeah, you're a Floridian. No, I'm not. I'm a bloody New Yorker. Um, they have an Ironman distance race, um, which uh, I think usually attracts around five or 600 people. Yep. Uh, then they have a half Ironman race uh, sort of running concurrently. Uh, I think it's on the same day. And that sort of gets around about the same size field again, maybe a, a touch bigger. And they also have a sprint race on the same day. So a bit of a uh, 
triathlon festival. It's a good way of making money for the organiser, isn't it? Well, it's a good way, a good progression, you know. Mm. One year you could do the sprint, see what what it's all about. Next year you could do the half. Next yep. year you could do the full. And uh, and it yeah. goes to your great plan of taking time. It does. To do it. Yeah. it does. And um, you know, great timing for 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 the Americans is right at the end of the season. So it's so similar to what we have in New Zealand. You know, you have the whole summer to build up for it. And, and Ironman New Zealand is at the end of our summer, and this is very much at the end of the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, summer, so you know you do all your halves and do all your other racing during the season and, and cap it off with an Ironman and then boom after the race you have a nice little break, and then over in Oz Australia, Australia slap Australia. another shrimp on the barbie, oh, mate, mate, <laughs> and, and we've got Australia. It's, it's, Sorry, I'm not saying Australia. Where the bloody Aussies beat us at netball last oh, night. I'm not gonna believe it. Oh. And they beat us at rugby league uh, the weekend. What do we got coming up this weekend? They're gonna beat us at something else. No, 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 no. Nothing We're else. We're gonna win the Ironman, so it doesn't matter. That's Cameron true. Brown. Cameron yeah. Brown's gonna take the Aussies down. Angry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, you know, the Aussie Ironman is is not until uh, April. But you know, you've got to qualify for the Aussie Ironman, and they have the half Ironman series. And we talked about one of their races a few weeks ago. I think it was the Cannibal Half, somewhere yep. up on the Gold Coast yep. or something like that. And uh, next race up is the. Meningi Half Ironman, uh, and it's another qualifying race for Ironman Australia. So, all you Aussies, good luck with that. <laughs> that's about all I could find. There's a few other races here and there. Well, that's but one thing. There is another Ironman in Australia which you don't have to qualify for. Yeah, Ironman W Western Australia. Which is which pretty is, much the next race up, isn't it? It, it will. Uh, six, eight weeks. It's either that or Florida, but Ironman Western Australia is. Uh, it may be the first weekend of December. No, a couple guys doing it. I've got Sean O'Deporno, my mate, doing it. And Sean O'Deporno. Ian, yeah, and yeah. I've got another girl I coach up in Auckland doing it, yeah, so, so bring it on. Bring it on. Right, so we've also got some results, or a result from a race. We've got a couple of results that we, we sort of missed. Last yeah. week we um, were talking about a race in Ibiza. Ibiza! And uh, we couldn't find the results because we, we're not, our Spanish is a little bit uh, limited. But old uh, but we had Douglas. About, but Douglas, thank you very much for sending that in. Um, I, think he's, I think he is a... Uh, Try talker, so here we have it. Gets on the list. Gets on the list, but we're pretty happy because uh, friends of the show, yeah, um, Bella Comerford and Stephen Bayliss, and are a couple. So isn't that beautiful? Took it down. The winners on the podium. The nice a, couple. Good kiss, night that night. <laughs> kiss you, getting those checks out. <laughs> um, so Stephen looked pretty comfortable there. Uh, really took it to them in the swim. Looks like he was first out of the swim or, or went, went very very close to the front, and then uh, pulled away on the bike. And uh, and then you know looked like he ran pretty comfortably. He's a very very good runner, and uh, looked like he just sort of got got the race under control. And he ended up winning by just around about a minute. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, yeah, saying yeah. he was well in control yeah. and everything was yeah. under 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 wraps. And he swim swim was one hour one, bike was uh, three hours and five minutes, and run was two o two. So it's a funny sort of distance there. You know, um, it's probably a probably a four k swim. And how far they would bike? Maybe about a hundred, probably one hundred and twenty, and then probably the thirty k run. So it was that sort of uh, ITU distance. Yeah, we've got some cracking names here to, for second and third. Okay, Alonzo McCarran Clement Clement Alonzo McCarran Clement. Say that one, Twisky Twisky Make Make from TV Lingo. Uh, so it was first, second, third, and then the, the girls we had uh, Bella Comerford, and it's a bit hard to tell who where the rest of the placings were because we're, they we're, don't oh, have uh, they don't have the uh, sort yeah, of no, categories there. So, but, but all we care about is Bella, Bella and Stephen yeah. took it to them. So well done. Hammer time. Whoa. Um, and then we also had 
we had another race that actually got sent into us, and it was uh, we mentioned it a few weeks ago. It was the Ballaman, and that was uh, in Mallorca, I think, and that was uh, back on the 30th of September. So th- if you do have results um, of, of fairly, you know, uh, three-quarter Ironman distance races or Ironman distance races that we don't uh, happen to pick up on, uh, just let us know. But the winner there in pretty convincing fashion was uh, Timo Brandt. And uh, if we remember back to Ironman Germany, uh, from memory, it was Timo Brank that was giving Cameron Brown a really good run for his money. Mm. So he took it out very, very comfortably in three hours 22 from uh, Stefan Hartig. And uh, we've got some great names here. Lewis Rakos George, or it could be Lewis George Rakos. And the uh, Czech side's the thing we had old Trudy Brown took it out. Trudy Brown took it out. Oh, we don't forget who Trudy wants. Oh, very good. She wasn't that flash. Oh, <laughs> I hope she's not listening. <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> Trudy's at the door. <laughs> she was beautiful. Great personality. So well um, done, Trudy. And uh, looks like it's, yeah, lots of people racing there. And uh, 30th of September would have been uh, a nice little blowout, I'm sure, for a lot of these people heading over to Kona. So well done. Uh, so this week uh, we had wait a second I'm trying to find my show notes here this week we had the hot topic of the week and last week we did the old what was our hot topic of the week last week last week was Kona tips no no should you be able to oh Kona tips yeah I'm talking about the Kona tips one so we did the Kona tips one and we got nothing and this week we put out what was this week's one we we gave you guys a bit of a rack up last week and obviously you listened because we're happy yep oh we've got another comment there today as well Um, so last week we had the Kona one which was a disaster and this, uh, week, this we week we had, should you be able to qualify for, for Kona through a 70.3, uh, 70.3 event? And the way it went it was... was it was a really good discussion because um, basically the majority of the people said no mm. and, uh, and really, really good kind of reasons behind it. Uh, but at the same time, there were some people who kind of stood up and said, well, actually, I think that should happen. Mm. And... Uh, and it's, it's interesting that I, I happen to know that I think we just had two people that uh, said that, yes, you should be able to qualify, and they're actually more at the elite end of racing. Um, yeah. And so I'm going to go on to my... I, I kind of agree with, with some of their points, but I'm, I'm going to let Bevan sort of give his point of view first. But thanks to all you guys that commented, Jono and Ray and Neil. Neil even got in there twice, and he said the same thing twice. That's we like those people. That, that bumps up our numbers of comments when people copy things twice. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I'm a no. I'm actually a no. I think that um, I think that what they want to do is that now that the races, especially in North America, where the races are so popular, um, that what they should they should start doing it like Australia. So a seventy point three can be uh, a way to enter into an Ironman race, and then you know you're proving your credence, and then you're an Ironman race, and then you have to qualify for a Kona slot in an Ironman race. Mm. Um, I think by eliminating the seventy point three, then it makes it a little bit easier to actually qualify for a Kona in a normal Ironman race because yep. it opens up more gaps. And also, if they were to drop down the um, the lottery slots as well, then some people who are maybe like half an hour off their time. You know, you would probably deserve to be there more than a guy who just does a seventy point three. So I'm, I'm a no. Um, and yeah, I, at the end of the day, I just think that if you're going to do Kona, you should have done an Ironman. Yeah, well, I, I definitely agree with that point. I'd say um, you shouldn't be able to qualify for for Kona if you have not done an Ironman. Yeah. Um, this period, you know, this shouldn't, shouldn't happen. But what what sort of uh, Mike Montgomery he was on there? He was actually a winner of our points jersey at Epic Camp yep. France, uh, and he's over there racing. Kona, he was actually a guy that uh, I talked to one of his mates this morning and uh, Mike went out riding and couldn't get up to Harvey. They basically shut the road and oh, said, okay. turn around, go back. 
Um, he's sort of saying, yes, it should be a, a small number. And he actually qualified for Kona this year uh, through a 70.3. Oh, well, it's good they've got someone who did that. Because yeah. Of, yeah. And, and the thing is, with those qualifying spots, you, you've got to, it's, it's, they have nowhere near as many as what they do at Ironman. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's a very small number. So you, you do have to be very, very fast. Um, and the reason why I think perhaps I, I do I do quite like the idea of uh, being able to qualify is Kona, I like to see Kona as being the very best of the best. And if you want to be the absolute best for that race, you know, you need to have a long build up into the race. Um, and so if you can qualify to 70.3, then you can devote your whole summer. Whereas if you do have to qualify an Ironman, it kind of mucks up your build up. So in New Zealand, we're kind of relatively fortunate because you qualify early and then you can have a big, you know, 16, 20, 20 week build up into the race. Whereas for a lot of, say, the Northern Hemisphere athletes or the Americans, they have to qualify, say, you know, June, July, August, and then you've got a very short build into the race. So it's, you're not going to be in absolute optimal peak condition. The problem with that is for me is that, um, okay, so let's say, you know, like like in Europe, you might not be able to qualify as a mini 70.3s. And so, you know, you have to do an Ironman, but in North yeah. America, you might be able to do a 70.3. And so it's an advantage for that person. Yeah. So I think I, I only think it should be at a very limited number of 70.3 races and perhaps fairly early in the season. Um, but I think one of the criteria is you must have done an Ironman. Um, I don't think you should be able to do a 70.3 and qualify. I think we'll get, then we'll get Olympic distance people coming across so a good Olympic distance, yeah. can blag their way through a half Ironman, um, but they're not, you know, they just want to go to Kona and do it. So I think you need to have done an Ironman. Um, so I'm kind of on the sort of same wavelength as, as Mike and Clive. I would like to see just, just a very small number of 70.3 races uh, where you can qualify, but I, I agree with what you're saying is you need to have a couple in Europe, a couple in North America, and maybe one or two in uh, sort of our, our neck of the woods and, and to make it fair and equitable. Because at the moment, the same with the lottery slots, it's not fair and equitable. You know, the Americans have got a lot more or more qualifying spaces um, through the lottery, so... I think uh, the, the post of the week goes to Ed Hawkins, who says no, because I said so. Yeah, so there you go. That's Very good. Just, just quickly, on last week's post on the Kona one, um, I'm just going to go back to here, Kona tips. Um, we had, I'm just going to try to kill a second here. Yep. Um, so it's Mac. We're having problems with the Mac this morning. No, it's not. It's beautiful, this <laughs> Mac. We got uh, from uh, Jim. Jim, basically, he actually wrote up a really good report on what, what you can do as a supporter in okay. Kona. And it was really cool, because he just kind of said, you know, I've, I've done the race and... I've supported quite a few times, and here's some things that are really important for supporters. So, um, for those of you who are over there this week, uh, and you know, obviously as a supporter or someone doing the race, and you've got the people there supporting you, jump on our website and check out that, and maybe they can give them some tips to have a better experience. Another thing I, I, I did when I was over there that was quite cool is uh, you go down to the Sheridan Hotel, sort of down in uh, Kehoe, which is you know the far end of uh, Alehi Drive, and it's uh, a really big Ponzi Flash Hotel. They've got a really cool open air bar and then uh, out over the sea they've got some lights shining into the sea and they have these huge big manta rays coming in yeah. and uh, incredible. You go there at night and have a couple of drinks, you know, obviously post-race, we wouldn't yeah. want you doing that before the race no. and they shine the lights down there on the manta rays and those things are massive, it's, yeah. it's pretty incredible. They go swimming because of the turtles, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah swimming with the turtles and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, another tip, we, uh, we, we went up to the observatory on the top of um, is it Mauna Loa or something like that on the top of the mountain. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's supposed to be uh, one of the best observatories in the world and uh, we decided to go up there and apparently clouds. they have a couple of days of clouds in the year and we got one of those days. <laughs> so we didn't see a bloody thing. <laughs> How long five hours to get there? Uh, it was. And then we actually, you, you read your, uh, if you actually, I won't tell you about that, I'll tell you that after you've been a couple of other things you probably shouldn't know. 
Okay. So, uh, so thanks everyone for this week's comments. Uh, it was good to see so many. So, what's our discussion for the next week? This week, it's your chance to to bask in the glory and put oh. your tips up there. So, Matthew, you can shove it up our faces if you want and put Norman Sadler to win. Yeah, but he's not going to. But so he's not going to. Time. He's not going to get top five. So, if you want a bit of glory, and if you if you do get your uh, picks right, you know we'll give you a good mention next week. Okay, what we're going to do is if this is, we're going to we can't really give a prize because we've got nothing to give. So, what we're going to do is if you win, you get a special whole section on the website for a week. Okay. Yeah. If you send in your photo, we can put your photo on the website. Exactly. So if you're the closest person, how does the closest person win? Uh, you got to get the top three right. So we want we want males and females. So you top five of both, and then you, we'll do a, we'll, we'll create. We'll, a we'll create system. a system. It'll just be completely <laughs> Mickey, un- Mouse. Mickey Mouse. But whoever basically gets closest, you have got to pick the winner yep. to start with. You have, yeah, to, have, you have to pick the winner. But all in both. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta pick and a if winner no and both. Does, then we'll, 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 we'll figure out our methods. Yeah. So somebody wins. So you get your photo on imantalk.com. Cool. Oh, how how good is that? And oh, mate. Just quickly, just I was um, finding the age group of the week earlier on, and uh, and I was just looking at the records of. Oh, actually, leave this. Up. We'll do it when I do the age group. Of the yeah, week. We'll, we'll we'll do that. We've got to get some music in the show. Come okay, on, we've been talking it? for too long. Wait a Here we go. Do, do, do. <laughs> Age Grouper of the Week. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. So anyway, I was saying before, before I... Oh, Jump the gun. Oh, mate. Page. No, I didn't. Here it is right here. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Where is it? Where it is? There it is. Okay, so I was saying before how I was looking at uh, last year's Kona slots or Kona race, basically, to put this week's Age Grouper of the Week. And while I was doing it, um, I thought I'd go find someone who won their age division. And we're just looking at last year's results, and basically 70% of the fastest records ever for Ironman Kona were created last year. Mm. And I was there, and the, and the reason was uh, pretty plain and simple. The conditions on the day. bike were um, were incredibly fast. There was very, very little wind. And, uh, you know, the road surface is so good, uh, you just, you're just motoring on the bike. And, uh, was it awesome? Was the road awesome? In what respect? Well, was it the buzz that you were going so fast? Or? Oh yeah, at times I was I was struggling a bit on the way back. Oh, yeah. I wasn't having such a flash day for a number of reasons, but uh, you know the Chawborn uh, Cinderbell, he you know he set a new bike course record four hours was it twenty one or four hours twenty three? That's awesome, man. Um, and so that's averaging you know I don't know forty two forty three k an hour. So pretty sensational, especially when you consider you got that hill. So the swim conditions were the same. It was still hot on the on the run, um, but I, I guarantee that the main reason you got all those records was was just simply because the bike times were quicker. Yeah, well. So um, the age group of the week goes to Reinhold Humboldt, and uh, Reinhold did the time of nine forty seven twenty nine. Now this is last year in Okona. He won his age group of fifty nine to um, fifty five to fifty nine. So he was fifty seven, mm. and he did nine hours forty seven mm. twenty nine. Sensational. That, that's just unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that's... A whole lot of amazing times there. I mean, if you look at all those course records from last year, they're just... Some of those times are pretty uh, pretty staggering. And I was I was sitting in the crowd <laughs> watching the, the, the names going up there. And the first time I would have even gone on the stage would have been, in, I think, in the 45 to 49. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pretty, some pretty fast fellas out there. But uh, Reinhold, that was a sensational race. 57 years of age, 9 hours 47. We hope you're backing up again this year. Just a couple of other things since we've got the page up. Bob Scott, this old guy, uh, he's now, he was 75 last year. He did 13.27, which is still bloody impressive. Yeah. Um, but he did it in 2000. He's got the record for the 70 and 74 as well. In 2001, at 71, he did 12.59. So, and also Robert, 80 plus. He was there last year. He was the first 80-year-old uh, ever to... 
finish uh, Kona, so it was fantastic, 16.21. Yeah. So, you know, it was still a long day out there. It was sort of 40 minutes inside the cutoff, so, um, you know, fantastic. That's really impressive, eh? The, the finish rate last year was was incredibly high. I think they had the lowest DNF rate ever. So um, the year I did it was the biggest DNF rate. Yeah, so, so, so the weather conditions, you know, do make a big difference in Kona. So there you go. So those, those people are... Our uh, age, age groupers of the week. week. One, two, three, four, high five. We have got an amazing high five this oh, week. Oh, yeah, this is the best ever triathlon tip. High five It's ever. incredible. We're just, we're thinking of all you, we're, we're empathizing with all you people in yeah. Kona. We're, we're worried about you. You know, and so we thought so, we'd come up with some really important safety tips so for surviving an earthquake. High five to how to survive an earthquake. So we went on the internet to try to find these <laughs> safety tips, and it was weak. So we came up with some. There was plenty of pre and post and everything yeah. like that, but actually during the earthquake, that's during what we're concerned stuff, about. Yeah. You know, we're concerned about you guys when the when the event the is actually happening. So number one, Bevan, you hit, hit it off. Okay, so first thing you need to do if you're inside, you need to get under a door, door frame, frame, or a chair, or something like or that, or a table, or whatever. I think chair's probably not going to be big enough. Yeah, to be I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I write chair <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so it's not. We're not really, yeah. Okay. Sorry. We don't get many earthquakes down here. <laughs> and number two, get away from buildings, trees, telephone lines, electrical lines. So you just you want to get away from things yeah. that are that are gonna. Fall down and but don't do what Lewis did and hug a tree. Hug a tree, yeah. not wise. You might get a coconut dropping That's on your right, head. Definitely. Um, if you're in a car, drive away from underpasses. So you know, like those roading things. Yeah. So don't. There's not too many underpasses in Kona. But when you're in a car, do you know you're in an earthquake? Don't know. Probably not. You certainly don't when you're in a swim. I've been in a, I've been swimming when in earthquakes and you don't notice anything then. But well, I suppose if the underpass is falling. Yeah. You might know. Yeah, you you might too. <laughs> you know about it pretty quickly. <laughs> so not such an issue in Kona, but just in case you know you people in San Francisco or something like that, yeah. uh, you know, get away from those underpasses. Yeah. Next one. Try is, get under your chair in the car too. <laughs> yeah. Cover your head. You know, it's, a, it's an important important area of your body, especially Bevan with his mullet. You know, he doesn't want the mullet getting out of out of, out of of true, so uh, cover your head up. Cover your head. And lastly, the most important one of all is to stay calm. Be relaxed. And, and it's so true because panickers, I tell you I hate a panicker. Oh, I hate panickers. <laughs> I used to work with this girl and any time you think you're wrong, it's like, oh, and, oh, you just want to slap her. <laughs> so, but, well, but, but you wouldn't. I, don't, I didn't, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. So that's that our high five, five for the week. This week. And if you have an earthquake this week, you can thank us that you survived. I know. There you go. We're, we're look, we, we are out there looking after you. We really, you know, take it to the next Multi service providers. <laughs> we're, we're amazing, aren't we? <laughs> Website of the week. That's beautiful music, mate. Beautiful. We should have had that last week. Do you know why we got that music? It's because it's a Kona Super Special. It is part, part two. two. So, and we've got a Kona Super Special website of the week this part week. Two. Part two. Website. And uh, really cool. It's a power meter based site, isn't it? Yeah. So we actually got it sent in from um, Mike, Montgomery. Mike Montgomery, and uh, he was he's going to be getting hooked up to this site. It's uh, called Two Peak. Uh, twopeak.com and if you actually go on there now they've actually got last year's or actually a number of years uh, power outputs for, for some of the top guys you know Faris Sultan I think they've got Tjorborn Sindabal who, who set the course record last year uh, so they've got all their figures there and um, apparently what they're going to be doing this year is they're actually going to be having live coverage from the race so sort of live power output I'm not quite sure how they're going to do that but it'll be pretty entertaining to see. I mean, they're going to have uh, Faris Sultan, Luke Bell, 
um, and also Mike Montgomery, who's a pretty uh, pretty handy age grouper. So, so you know, I know we've got a lot of power junkies out there. I'm getting my power meter installed today, actually. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So it's getting put on today, my new Ergamo. Well, we're going to do a power show in the next two weeks. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so go on the site. It's really cool. And you can uh, check out where all of the big wigs ride, and you can also check out what some of the age groupers ride. So it'll be, be a really good comparison. And uh, you can check out the temperatures, it's, power it's cool. yeah, cadence. It's pretty cool how they're going to have it live. Mm. That's mm. really cool. So we'll see how that goes. Um, a good, really good website. We're going to have a link up there, twopeak.com. And if you work your way through, you'll be able to find the link to, to the Hawaii stuff and see what Ferris and, and co ride. Just quickly as well, you also obviously, um, I mean, talk, I mean, Ironman.com this week is the website of the week as yeah. well. For, um, no, don't double it up. Everybody knows well, about Ironman.com. I know, but I'm just saying to watch it live. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually great for New Zealanders because of the time zone. You know, Hawaii's only um, an yeah. hour ahead of us, so we can basically roll out of bed, you yep. know, maybe uh, eight o'clock, and they're a yep. couple of hours into the race. Um, and then uh, we can sort of watch Sunday too. So it's Sunday, nice and relaxing day, and Saturday over there. Sunday. I'm planning to day for my mate. Actually, we're going to go for a bit of train in the morning, then we're going to watch the race. It's very exciting times. Very good. Um, so that is our website of the week. Okay, but uh, we, we don't have music for this one. Do we want to have music? Are we going to miss it and go no, back no, to we'll it? We've got to get out on fifteen minutes. There, we've got lots of questions to go through. That's right. We'll do it. Let's go. Friday reviews. I actually, I was listening. I, I don't listen to the show every week, and I was listening last week. You didn't edit any of our, our sort of. Things out. You just, you just let the phone. It, you let I'll, the phone call right in there. Keeping it natural, mate. Keep it nice. real. We've got, be, we've got standards here. Yeah, we've got standards. No, keep it real. So we're we're rolling over the product review. Sent, so, uh, so a while ago, um, I, got, I got hold of the Carmichael DVDs. I got a couple of them actually, but I just really, I only actually did the um, the hill climbing one. Right. The other one was sprinting, and for us, that's not really as appropriate. And uh, but at that time, we got an email from John and Sonia. John and Sonia. Yep, it was John and Sonia. <laughs> I didn't print out the actual name. It was John and Sonia. But I think it was from John, though, wasn't it? John, middle name, and last name Sonia. Yeah. Um, and, and he sent me through a really good write-up himself. So I'm basically going to cover what he said. He really liked it at the end of the day. He said um, he, he said he liked the way it was structured. It's structured. like So, for example, you start off, there's a warm-up section. Um, within that, you have... You're going to some more peanuts, mate. I'm just going to have a little break here. I, don't, I haven't watched the DVD, so I'm just going to kick back, relax. Oh, you make too much noise. I have to edit that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and he liked the warm-up structure of it. He liked the main work and the cool-down section. He liked the way it was broken down. liked how it was an hour long. Mm, um, peanuts. <laughs> focus, man. I'm trying to be professional here. Um, each section is broken into this. Okay, so he liked the way... It, so basically, what happens is you get on, you've got a room full of people like on their bikes on the wind trainers you got Michael Carmichael walking around the room and uh, he's basically just talking them through the workout the workout is kind of basically um, it's an intervals type workout you do like a, a warm up section which goes for about 8 to 10 minutes I think and then here's different sets of intervals um, with different type, types of cadences and they have a cadence meter on screen for you to follow and a speed meter while you're doing that then what happens is, is that um, they do some really cool things like what they do is when they're having the intense periods, they show Lance on the bike and races and, and show what he does and, and that kind of stuff, um, which is kind of cool. At one point, he brought up, is that I suppose you get a bit bored using the same thing uh, all the time, and he said he's brought a couple of them to actually avoid this. Uh, yeah, I probably agree with that. Um, and he says it's kind of based around race simulation, so that towards the end of the, the hour workout, you're doing like you're kind of trying to sprint towards the finish line. So that was really cool as well. Uh, DVD focuses so much more on muscle tension, which is uh, good in the winter as well. For me, I uh, found it was pretty boring. I thought um, they have they have some 
obviously cyclists on there. No one I knew. I just obviously some kind of recreational cyclists, but they looked like they're pretty decent cyclists. And uh, they were obviously told not to show any expression. Mm-hmm. So the whole time they're riding with just a blank look on their face, and yeah. it was it was just a bit boring on that aspect. Um, I would have liked to have had more uh, technique information from Michael Carmichael. You know, like this guy is you know, the guru of the sport, really. Mm. And uh, he gave small tips here and there, but, you know, like, he's walking around a lot just talking time and talking how you're feeling, and, and that was kind of cool. I would have liked to have, you know, said, okay, now let's do this, and this is why we're doing this, and really sold, you know, the principles behind the technique, and um, just it just seemed a pity that they left that, that kind of information out. How, how would this um, differ from, say, what you'd teach at a gym? Because Bevan teaches a RPM, which is a, like spin, a spin class. Is it very different or yeah, quite Yeah, no, quite it was similar? different to what we do because ours is kind of more based around the music. Whereas yeah. I don't think they have music at all on this, I can't recall. It doesn't seem to be that specific to the music. So ours is ours is more for a general population, whereas his was more specific to a hill climbing. So within ours, we'll do a sprint track, and then we'll do a hill track, and then we'll do a mixed terrain track. and then So ours is more a 45-minute workout, which is for the general population. This is a better hill climbing workout. So definitely in that regards it is. Um, and, and they were on real bikes as well. They stood a lot yeah. out of the saddle, which I didn't actually do when I was doing it. So I got on the okay. one train. I didn't like that idea for my bike. You should be in carbon fiber. Yeah, you know, didn't really like the idea doing that. Doing that, um, I did get motivated by it at times. I, I, one thing as a group fitness instructor is using time frames is a really good way to motivate people. So if there's a minute to go and you time, you know, you bring them down in that time, they used they had the clock on there, they used that well. Uh, sometimes I felt that the people who were on the bikes didn't seem to have the right resistance to what he was saying because you put it on the resistance where you thought it was, and to stay at the cadence was really hard, and they looked like they were cruising. Um, I think it's a good tool that if you if you want to do a wind training session, occasionally it's cool to have. These sorts of things are great for sort of winter training and just to try something different. You know, when you're in your off season, which a lot of you guys will be now if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, doing things like this, uh, it's going to keep you fit and uh, just a bit of variation. So, so they're good. But, you know, if you're in your specific um, build up to, to say an event, you know, I'd, I'd suggest you, you do a, you get out on the road and do a road session. Yeah, and it's a couple of things. The cadence on the hills seemed quite fast for me. Like mm. even though it was a hill training session, the cadence had seemed quite fast, and uh, and lastly, uh, yeah, I'd much rather be on my bike at the end of the day. It's a long way to do an hour. It's a mm. long time to do an hour. It seems mm. you know you really feel like you're doing an hour, whereas on the bike an hour flies. So overall, it's it's a good tool, and um, out of ten, I'd give it a six. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Thanks, John and Sonia. Yep. John, middle name and second name Sonia for sending that in. Yep. And it has. I mean, we do know you sent it in a little while ago, but like I said, I had my questions on hold uh, or comments on hold page in my filing system, and yep. we, we do get back to you. Right questions ahead. and answers. Questions and answers. We're doubling it up. Yep. Um, actually, one thing we did forget <laughs> to mention in the news this week was... Um, big news too. Big news. Tim Don, who's the current world short course champion, um, He's missed his third out of uh, out of competition drug testing. He's actually been banned for three months. So, really, it's just down to him being uh, downright stupid, to be perfectly honest. Is he being stupid, or is this, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I think he is. Um, he's just being forgetful, and he's not being professional, you know? Uh, oh, I don't know. I reckon if you've missed two, you don't miss your third. Exactly. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is he hiding the fact he's doing drugs? No, well, I don't, I don't think so. Um, why? Because it... He just, uh, he, he, actually, I read a, an article and he sort of stated his excuses. To, the first two times he was overseas competing, uh, and the third time he was at an, at an athletics meet and he was late home. And basically, the tester turns up at your door. Um, you've got to basically write up a log of where you're going to be pretty much every day. Um, 
and if the test is just going to turn up and if you're not there they wait for an hour and if you don't turn up that's a, that's assumed as a um you know a no show and so you get three chances which is kind of fair enough um and the fact that he's just bolstered up is is not really good enough and i was actually discussing this with one of my athletes this morning who's a uk athlete and he um you know, we kind of agreed on the fact that for, for Ironman athletes, a lot of them are, are out there on their own, um, doing doing their, their own thing and, and not really getting any support from, say, the national body. It's got nothing to do with the IOC. It's very much an individual sport, and, and they get tested in competition. Um, but for these guys, like the, the short course guys, they're getting a huge amount of funding from, mm. from the national national body. And so it is their responsibility to, to get these things done. And you, it's just a simple simple thing. You know, you just got to let people know where you're going to be. Um yeah, sure, you might miss one time. Um, the other thing as well is it does create that suspicion, but doesn't it? Because mm. I instantly thought, well... Especially know. when he's just won the world champs. Yeah, so, like, you know, well, shame okay. on you. Yeah. Shame yeah. on you. Get yourself sorted out. Get, a, um, get an organiser, you know? Yeah. <laughs> get, get, a, get, a, get a PDA. <laughs> and uh, so that's that's big news. And, uh, yeah, interesting news because also in the UK they had a, a girl in athletics who recently had the same sort of uh, thing happen to her. And she got, ended up getting a one-year ban. Oh, wow. um, and he only got three months. And he only got three months. But probably the bigger thing that, that really affects the UK guys is if you ha- if this happens to you, it's assumed that it is a, um, a positive you, test yeah. and you can't go to the Olympics because one of their rules is oh. if you have, ever have a positive test, sure, you can come back and compete for, for your country, country. But you can't represent your country at the Olympics and, and, and maybe the Commonwealth Games. So, oh, wow. so, so that's a big deal. You know, three so he won't be able to go to the Olympics? He's, he's going to appeal apparently, but uh, you know you get a three month ban for him at this stage of the season. It doesn't really matter. Mm. This is kind of the end of the season. But wow. the bigger consequence for him is uh, fairly high chance he might not be able to go to the Olympics, and he's a real shot for mm. for a medal. Yeah, yeah. And then that'll obviously roll on. He might get his funding cuts. So stupid yeah. mistake, silly boy. Again, I'm still suspicious. But back to <laughs> back to our questions and answers. Questions and answers. So, so first of all, we had a question from from uh, Jill oh. Jill Blank in uh, in Los Angeles, California. California. Got to be careful of those earthquakes around there. That's, yeah, that's it's on a fault line. So go back listen to the show. We've got some good tips for you. Yep, very yep. good. Um, he's got a couple of quick points. I'm just going to answer these quickly because they they are quite general points. And and uh, okay, I'll um, answer the question. You do it. Okay. Do you like three or four week training cycles? Uh, in a perfect world, I, I tend to prefer three-week training cycles, so three-week building up and one week easier. Obviously, that may get a little bit affected if you're, if you're racing. Generally, how much do you add from cycle to cycle? Uh, I would say sort of around about 10 to 15%. Again, it's on a, a case-by-case basis, and uh, and generally, if, if, you, if you are experienced and, and what you see with our epic camps is it is uh, relatively safe that you can add more than that if you do it in sort of a safe and, and controlled fashion, but... The general rule is around about ten to fifteen percent. How many weeks should you base? I mean, base phase B, as in base building phase. Uh, that's going to depend on your ability uh, and and your experience. If you're a relatively inexperienced athlete and say this is your first Ironman, your base is going to roll on a lot a lot further. Uh, and you basically just want to be getting yourself fit enough to get through the race in, in a relatively comfortable fashion. If you're more of an elite competitor, say like Bevan, then I think his base, you know, he's going to have a long base phase, but that's also going to be encompassed by his sort of uh, off-season training. But as he gets closer to the race, he will be doing a lot more uh, race-specific workouts and higher-intensity workouts. So, so again, that's going to vary quite a bit if you're an elite athlete or you're just going in there to finish your first race, which is uh, a lot of you guys. And uh, in that case, you just want to simply get as fit as possible, not necessarily as fast as possible. Some coaches are recommending higher intensity cycling in the base phase for athletes that have been training for several years. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. 
Yep. Uh, having a certain amount of base, uh, a certain amount of uh, hard work in there, I recommend people doing uh, sort of benchmark tests. You know, things like uh, doing a short time trial around about 10 miles, 16 kilometres, things like that, and also uh, mixing some of the uh, your shorter sessions up with a little bit of uh, harder work in there. So, so definitely, I'm I'm keen on that, and I think you've got to get out of the trap with all three disciplines of just going long and steady. You do need to vary the pace and, and have a number of gears. So that's just some quick answers for you there, Jill. Nice. Well, there you go, Jill. That's the answer to your questions. Uh, we're going to move on to Kim Walsh. <coughs> um, uh, oh, no, this is really... Yeah, this is a good one, actually. Kim Walsh sent us through... Uh, uh, he was just talking about how the new Ironman in Kentucky, mm-hmm. Kentucky is not going to... It's not actually run by the same people who run all the other ones in America. Mm. It's actually run by WTC. And uh, and he's got Ben Fuhrer. And... Graham Fraser basically owns uh, and runs, you know, uh, Arizona, Lake Placid, Wisconsin, and Florida. Um, and so they've set up this new one, and uh, he hasn't got a part of that. So, you know, there may well be nothing, nothing sinister in there. But uh, you know, it looks like WTCR trying to have a bit more of a, a role in sort of owning their races rather than sort of franchising them out. Um, it's interesting. It looks like the same sort of deal has happened with Ironman New Zealand, whereas um, they're working with the the city council. Uh, the Taupo City Council on that one but I think they may have sort of retained the rights and so I think they've still got quite a strong management role in there rather than before they you know they often just WTC do yeah and in the past have more sort of subcontracted it all out yeah so uh, yeah how much profit there was made in the race a full race I think for the for the contractors like you know in New Zealand, I don't think she may makes a, a ridiculous amount yeah. um, but I think the WTC would be making some pretty pretty solid money there yeah yeah so yeah, thanks for that, Ken. Thanks for bringing that up, and that, yeah, I'm sure point. that's being debated pretty heavily on places like uh, Slow Twitch. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if anybody does have any sort of inside gossip on that, yeah, maybe let us. us know. We like gossip. Yep, we do. We like a bunch of old ladies. Mm. Um, Daniel Roberts. Yep. Daniel Roberts. <laughs> Uh, start a podcast. Pause. Pause. We're doing a quick pause because we've got to read it. Ready? Watch. We'll be back in one second. So we're back straight away. We're back. Um, that was sensational. That was a short break. Tell you what, we're doing a five piece today, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Daniel Roberts, an Australian. Australian. You, Daniel, you go home tonight and you slap another shrimp on the barbie, mate. Okay, uh, mate. <laughs> he's just sent us in a question. He's, he hasn't uh, done an Ironman yet. Uh, he's done a reasonable amount of short course racing and he. Uh, Tends to get up pretty early in the morning. Crazy man, this guy gets up at four fifteen in the morning to go for bike rides. Yeah, and then discipline, uh, man. That's good discipline. And then uh, he comes home, heads off uh, for work, and then gets home and goes for a bit of a run. And he's just after a couple of tips uh, in terms of you know how to structure your week uh, to to best utilize your time to, to try and get in shape to do an Ironman. And um, Daniel, probably the first thing I'd say is you need to ensure you're getting enough sleep. Uh, mm. So no problem whatsoever getting up at four fifteen a.m. Um, but you need need to ensure that you're getting a good eight hours sleep. So if you're getting up at four fifteen, you know you need to really be uh, aiming to get to bed, you know, by eight eight thirty. So pretty early night. No neighbours for you. I don't know what time they play neighbours over there in, in yeah. Australia. Australia. Um, so that'll be the first thing I see. You've got to be really careful with your sleep and making sure you're getting enough because if you're not getting enough sleep, it's just a roll-on effect. Your training yeah. will be crap, uh, and you'll just end up. Yeah, and you just end up snowballing, getting a snowball effect, and you just end up overtrained and and poked. Um, but you're basically in a similar situation as to most people. You're going to have to become a weekend warrior. So you just really need to fit in uh, some basic training during the week, focus on some technique sessions, and ideally trying to get your long run done during the week. Um, so by your long run, you know, uh, anywhere from an hour 45 up to, you know, the longest you'd probably need to do would be three hours, um, but generally sort of two to two and a half. 
Uh, and then the weekends, you've really got to do the, your, your bike volume at the weekend. Uh, it's not ideal, but it's the way it is for most people. Um, so you'd want to be biking long on one day. And uh, you know, by long, I'd mean you'd be building up to eventually riding uh, about seven hours. And on your other day, you'd probably want to be doing a long brick. So a bike ride of anywhere between sort of uh, an hour and a half up to three hours and then having a good run off the bike, you know, anywhere between sort of 45 minutes up to 90 minutes. And that's really the structure you need to follow is, is trying to get as much biking as you can in the weekend, ticking over with your swimming during the week and also trying to squeeze your long run in and, uh, and just making sure that you are getting enough sleep and recovery. That's a key thing that, that a lot of people don't pay enough attention to. Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, there we go. I've, even, I've repeated. A, no, I haven't. I'm lost. Uh, oh, that's right. We had a um, Derek Patterson. We, we mentioned this uh, briefly in our race results, but Derek sent in the information about the Mallorca race, which was on a little while ago, and that uh, Timo Brandt won. So, th- so thanks for sending that in, uh, Derek. Yep. We gave that a little bit of mention. We'll have a link up there for the uh, the show notes. www.ironmantalk.com Yep, and uh, so we, we didn't actually mention who got second there, but we had Trudy, who you used to go out with, yep. Uh, yep. Who, who won the race, and Wasn't she had a 15-minute victory ahead of Bridget Bay, oh, there you go. Who, who moved into second on the run. Went out for Bridget, too. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, it was pretty tough conditions, and many decided to call it a day after the first lap of the run, so it must have been either very hot or very windy. Or weak. Yes. You don't, you don't just give up. No, oh. giving up is not cool. Giving up is not an option, you could have, even if you're crawling. No, you no. So, um, Derek, so sometimes when people give up, it's a little bit frustrating when you hear their stories. Uh, uh, mm. like, you know, some, sometimes, yep, you know, the bike breaks, you know, something happens. Mm. There are legitimate reasons for you giving up, but if you're an Man Talk listener, which you are. We don't want to see DNFs. We don't want to see DNFs. And DNFs, the only reason you've lost your leg. Yeah. You know, or you've lost an arm. or yeah. you know, It's got to be fairly, you know, giving up just because. Oh, and that's uh, what... Um, what who? Lewis. Lewis mentioned his thing, you know. A lot of things will go bad in the race, but uh, you can generally work your way through them. Yeah. And uh, Mate, You know, you may have a slow time, but... Exactly. Yeah. DNFing. Not good. Um, okay, this was quite a good one. We had sent in from Jonathan Scott. I think he's another Aussie. Aussie. I think he's another Aussie. Crappy, the Aussies must be listening. Mm, we like that. Us. You're kicking us in the sport and <laughs> you're sending we, us we questions. We not give a shit anymore. We love the Australians. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he sent in um, oh, this a question thing. on sort of aerodynamics and Ironman. Mm. Uh, and we've talked about this uh, once or twice before. He sent in an article um, which will, it's from the Team Timex site, which uh, Stephen Bayliss is actually a part of. Mm. Um, so that's where we've got a racing team and there's an article up yeah, there on, really on good, aero really helmets. Good report. Yeah. And um, we have talked about this before, you know, what are the best things you can buy and so on to, to get sort of that free time. Um, and by free, we don't we don't mean it doesn't cost anything. You've got to go out and buy your time, basically. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was a good article. Um, I, I have a bit of an issue with aero helmets. Um, yes, in, in, a, in, in the laboratory, it's all perfect, you know. There's, there's definitely significant gains that you can, uh, that you can make there. Um, and, and people like Lance Armstrong wouldn't be wearing aero helmets when they're doing time trials if they weren't of significant benefit because they've done all the testing. Um, for Ironman, however, I think it's it's slightly different because one, and it's actually mentioned in this uh, article, um, you need to have some bloody ventilation going through your head. You know, a lot of those aero helmets you can buy are, are fully sealed, and that's part of the reason why they are fast. You know, the the standard sort of helmet has a lot of vents, and that creates a lot of resistance. Um, so that that is a slowing force. Aero helmets are nice and smooth and all sort of encapsulated, and that makes you go fast. Mm-hmm. When you're doing an Ironman, um, 
especially say Kona, you've got to bloody keep your keep your keep your core temperature down, and your head is a major a major source of, of overheating. So, mm. so that's one of the gripes I have with the helmets. And uh, and secondly, in Ironman, you don't hold that perfect arrow position with your neck sort of uh, yeah. your head tilted back, and and the tip of the the uh, the helmet sort of sitting just off your back. It's often poking up in the air, and that creates a lot more resistance for you. So there's a fairly big trade-off there. So, so yes, you know, I think they are beneficial if you can hold that position and you keep don't put your head down. And if you can find one with some vents, I prefer just to ride with a helmet that that has got a fair bit of airflow in it. Um, Especially in a hot race. Yeah, the big, the easiest thing you can do. I mean, you've got to get aero bars. That's going to be the single one thing that that's going to save you the most amount of time. Um, and then obviously then you can start looking at other things but aero bars are, are, are very much a must and then everything else on there is just an add-on but you know my feeling with a lot of these things is um, people spend a huge amount of time researching it and spending a lot of time on the internet go get an extra hour sleep go to an extra hour training yeah. and uh, and you, you'd be better off or go listen to Ironman Talk probably. yeah you can listen to Ironman Talk when you're out training you <laughs> see right. so cool you, don't have, to, you don't have to sit on the internet listening to that so aero helmets yeah they're, they're a good thing but um, uh, check out the, the negative side of things as well as the positive because when you go to buy it you know sales rep is always going to tell yeah, you all the positive not things either, no yeah. Um, so yeah thanks for sending that in we'll put a link up there and that will be another source of information for you guys yep uh, got another email from Duncan Dunk, my, my mate Duncan has given us a bit of shit. Yeah, not, not happy about that actually. We've sort of we've stated that. The so I really enjoyed the build-up. The Kona Super Special. It was the World Championship of Ironman after all. I don't understand why he had started to build up a week before the race. Yeah, yeah. Everybody downloads the shows on different days. You see, and <laughs> so does this mean that we, today's episode twenty-nine will be Kona Super Special Part Two? And it is. Yeah, and we it have is. a post Kona Super Special. We will do a post Kona Special. Thanks <laughs> yeah. very much, Duncan. And there's nothing you can do about it. Cause yeah. it's our show. <laughs> it's our show, and we'll do what we want. If we want to throw our toys out of the, the pram, we will. We might even do a post post. Yeah, <laughs> double it up again. Yeah. Bevan likes doubling things up. I double it up. Hey, with that, just one thing with that. Um, uh, what was going to say? One thing is that we release our shows um, to the internet every. I release it Tuesday night in New Zealand, so uh, wherever you can, if you can work that out from where you are. Um, I mean, Tuesday morning, sort of UK time. Yeah. Um, Tuesday morning, American time. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so yeah, around that time, that's when I actually release the show to the internet. Generally, you know, pretty much every week. So, and it seems to be that different people load it to different times in the week. And I imagine most people don't know that you can update it. If you're using iTunes, at least you can go into the iTunes and just push refresh in the podcasting section, and it will check to see if it's come in. So if you want to get the show earlier in the week, um, if you weren't getting it on uh, like basically around a Tuesday, then you can do that now. Mm. Um, okay. He's, he's, speaking of doubling up, Duncan, you just, you, <laughs> you've decided to double up, haven't you? You've doubled up. You've doubled up Back with the up. questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mr. Slam, I am at slam.net.nz. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Probably, probably shouldn't give out email addresses. Might need to edit that part yeah, out, Bevan. Yeah. It's your mate, so you can uh, you can sort that out. Um, but Duncan, you, you, we, we, we're going to rip into you because <laughs> you haven't you haven't done your preparation correctly for these questions. You've said, "Can I suggest a high five about caring for wetsuits and good technique for those swim bike transitions?" We have. Go back to episode six, uh, and we've got our high five on on wetsuits. But do you know why? Do you know why he's suggesting this? He's doing a triathlon in the next couple of weeks, and I've lent him my wetsuit, and he put it on, he ripped it. It was your wetsuit. Yeah. Oh, and he's ripped my wetsuit, so, yeah, so if you don't know how to repair wetsuits, give me a yell and we'll fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so there you go. Oh, man, um, shocking. 
Neil Skulls. Love um, 23, as usual. Wow. Yep, so, so I put Neil on hold there yep. um, for a few weeks, but we're, we're back now. And um, he just sent in a question about using fixed wheels when training, so on your bike. So if you, you know when uh, track cyclists go cycling, the, the bikes they actually ride there are actually fixed wheel bikes. Yep. So you need, you've got to keep pedaling one, gear. one yep. gear. Yep. Keep pedaling. You can't freewheel. If you freewheel, you basically fall straight off. Um, so, so he was sort of asking a question about about the advantages of, of triathletes using that. And um, to be honest, I, I haven't, I've never tried it myself. Uh, it's definitely got benefits, and you know, I'd say these sorts of things again, like the um, the spin sort of stuff, uh, good off seat off season stuff, just to keep you motivated. Try something yep. else. The adva- big advantage of doing this is you've really got to get your cadence up, um, and that's an area that a lot of triathletes have troubles with. So. If you do have access to a fixed wheel bike, you know, go out there, give it a bit of a whirl. I'd suggest you probably uh, choose a flatter route rather than a hilly route, yep. and um, and it'll really work on getting your cadence up. It'll also be really cool for people to actually go and ride in a velodrome every now and then. Those things are bloody incredible to go and ride on. You you, really you, you do not appreciate how steep those banking is. It's very very steep. Um, so if you do if you do get an opportunity, you're in your off season, go ride a fixed wheel um, bike at a, at a velodrome. It's a different experience. It'll yeah. give you a different appreciation of what track cyclists can do, and uh, and how hard it is when you see them sort of switching up the banking. It really is very very steep. Wow, it's cool to do different stuff as well. So thanks for that, Neil. Yeah. Lastly, we've got a question from Ray. Serious note. Ray's he's he's a regular, isn't he? Oh, um, about mental toughness, basically, isn't he? Yeah, so he sent in a. Uh, we talked about wind trainers, and some stupid lady in America and in, uh, in the UK did an eight-hour wind trainer yeah. or something like that. What's all that about? Yeah, um, eight hours. Look, yeah. uh, you know, from a coaching perspective, if you can, if you can do that sort of stuff, uh, fantastic. If as long as it doesn't mentally wind you down, I do question the quality of a session like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. like eight hours. You, you know, well, I, mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, but it seems pretty hard to believe that you'd have a good quality. You session. could do it. You do it as a bit of a breakthrough session. You yeah. know, it's not something you want to do every week. As a as a as a general rule, if if you're on a say a wind trainer for for an hour, um, I would generally give that a you know about an hour forty five of work on the road. You know that's sort of uh, the the sort of swap over. He, he was saying that he, uh, Mark Allen, he heard a, a myth. I reckon it's a myth. Mark Allen used to basically do wind training sessions just looking at a dot on a sheet of paper for mental yeah. toughness. I don't know. I reckon it's a new myth. We've got to get Mark on the show one day. And... We do. We've got the we've got the connection now, yeah, so we yeah, might be so... able to do that. And uh, yeah, it's a myth. Yeah, look, um, I I think uh, yeah, wind trainers are great for doing technique and for for doing some hard work. I think you can really work, do some hard work. But I, I'm I'm not uh, a big believer in doing these really long workouts. If you want to do it just to prove a point to yourself uh, every now and then, that's fine. But I but I wouldn't do it do it as well, a regular I, I session. Don't know. I, like I don't know. Well, I, I'm not a big believer in it. Why? What, like why why prove yourself you can do eight hours on a wind trainer? Why do you have to make it totally hard? Like for one of the best things I ever did as an Ironman was I because I used to be like when I first started out, it's got to be as hard as possible, and I you know you know take away anything that was going to make it easy mentally on myself and. You know, after a while, I thought, you know, because I wouldn't lose it and listen to music because I had to work hard. And then once I got an iPod, my training was so much better because I was enjoying it. Mm. And, you know, I was able to enjoy my music and I was in a better place mentally. You know, I trained better because of it. You know, you want to be smart. It's not about being, mm. you know, mentally tough is about more about training well than being mentally tough. And sure, you want to be mentally tough at the times that are hard in a race. But if you've trained well, you, you'll be better prepared for it. So, yeah, I'm not a big believer in doing things like that just to prove to yourself, mm. you know. Make it as easy as possible so you can train well to achieve the desired results. There you go. So. Coach Bevan is in the house. Oh, yeah, that was my angry call. Yeah. So, uh, so Ray yeah. got Bevan fired up. Fired up. Um, so, anyway, those are our questions and answers for this week. So, we're good here, mate. You're going to be watching the, watching the big game. 
well race big race yep I'll, I'll be I'll be tuning in yeah. see what happens yep. mm. you got much else on for the rest of the week well my my last weekend kind of got scuttled slightly we big had a little ride. had a little bike big bike ride biking up to a place called Hamden Springs about 100, 147 k's got up there just 10, 10 magpie attacks oh really yeah I got hammered mm. seriously hammered by the magpies and pretty much got blown to a standstill on a couple of occasions it was, <laughs> uh, it was as windy as Hawaii if not you know probably windier and uh, a couple of others have actually biked up. One guy got blown off his bike. Two women actually got blown to a standstill. And they, yeah. you know, they're pretty handy cyclists. Uh, and so they actually got a lift for the last 20Ks. And so on the right of the way home, it was just, it was even windier. And we basically had to scud all the wind because the gusts were just blowing us into the middle of the road. So, so I was a bit gutted, but I've got a second attempt this weekend. There's another camp that I'm going to help out on in the same place. So I get to ride up 150Ks on Friday and then ride back 150 on Saturday. How so, was the camp for? Well, I'm just going up there for a token gesture to, yeah. to help out for for a night and do a little talk. Yeah. And then uh, they're staying up there as a junior camp, staying up there for a few days. So hopefully we'll get a good weekend training in. And then we've got a public holiday over here on Monday. So oh, we'll be able true. to kick back and relax, a bit of gardening, get cool. the get the veggies planted, get the sweet corn in, get a few peas in there for summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? Uh, what have I got on? I've got... Uh, not much really. <laughs> get my latex test under tomorrow, which is kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that. Get the results from that. Do a bit of modelling. Mm. We've got a shave, so it's kind of cool. Get that mullet and yeah, get my mullet on pretty face out wa- there. Waxed in place. And then the big weekend coming up. I'm going to go out and a few mates have a big weekend. So oh, and then me and my mate Dunn, who played ripped my wetsuit. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, um, we're actually going to have a big day, do a bit of training in the morning, and then going to spend a bit of time watching Kona and yeah, mm. it on. so it's very oh. exciting. Should be a big weekend. Yeah, it's very exciting. Make sure you guys get out there and actually go onto Ironman Live or Ironman.com and check out the race. Uh, they do have live streaming. Now, we did have one question just that I actually put on the end here asking, um, as a New Zealand listener, it was um, Phil. Philip. Yep. Philip. We won't give out Philip's email address. Cause... No. Um, Philip, yeah, he uh, basically was asking if it's on TV in New Zealand. Now, I don't think it is. No, it is. It'll eventually be on. Yeah, uh, but his thing, I'm thinking this weekend. Oh, no, no way. No, no way, Joe's. I, I don't think you can get it live anywhere other than online. No. I mean, .com. Yeah. But no. the coverage on IMN.com is cool, and he's worried about, you know, like 12 hours of brand width. Um, it, I don't think the streaming is going to really kill you too bad. Mm. You know, and you probably won't and you won't sit there for twelve hours. Yeah. It's, it's not that exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, parts of it are you. You want to um, key key times you want to watch is you know um, around about sort of forty five minutes. And just remember that the the pros start at six forty. Well, I think it's six forty five. You might want to double check that. So just get that into your timing. You know, the, the rest of the field starts at seven. But obviously, if you want to see them coming out of the swim, you need to just factor in that little 15-minute window there. Yep. Um, so you want to see them coming out of the swim. That's generally pretty exciting. Uh, and obviously, coming off the bikes. So budgeting uh, in terms of time, you're looking at around about 45 minutes for the top swimmers. And then, depending on conditions, uh, around about 4 hours 25 on the bike. So at around about the 5-hour mark, they'll be coming off the bike. Again, that'll be a very exciting time. Um probably about half an hour and then obviously the last sort of half hour of the race probably the last 45 minutes of the race is where you're going to start to see the big moves you'll see people exploding you'll see people like Cameron Brown and Chris McCormick starting to come through late in the run probably and uh, and that's where you'll probably see a big battle between uh, McKaylee Jones and and Natasha Badman which is what happened last year it was was getting towards the, the end of the run that Natasha Badman finally Hauled in McKaylee Jones um, yeah. because same in the guys and the girls field we will have a few people off the front and uh, and they'll be getting mowed down on the run. Yep. 
So it should be good. Mm, so it's a very exciting weekend for us Ironman people out there. And uh, you guys have any questions for next week's show? It's dub dub dub. Um, no, it's ironmantalk.gmail.com. Mm. Uh, go to our website for the show notes, dub 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 ironmantalk.com. You can also get the link through to our blog page for this week's question or discussion of the week. John's website? Triathloncoach.net for all your coaching needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, um, it's about a wrap. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's a Kona it's, Super Special Kona Part special. 2. Oh, next week, all we've over. got the post. The post Kona, <laughs> Part 1. <laughs> part 1. All right, guys, so you guys train well and uh, have a good time. We'll catch up sometime, same place next week. There's.